0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. We're recording this interview during the Illinois Christian Home Educators Conference at Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbonnais. I'm joined by Daniel Beasley, staff attorney for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, arguably the premier legal advocate for home educators. Am I right?
2: That's right. You got it.
1: Okay. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Is the focus primarily with Christian home educators?
2: HSLDA represents anyone who wants to homeschool their children. Our primary mission is to make homeschooling possible and preserve the liberty, the freedom of parents to educate their children at home. So while HSLDA is a Christian organization, we do represent homeschoolers regardless of their religious belief.
1: So if folks have no religious belief, is it an awkward situation, you representing them? How do you make your case to them?
2: It hasn't been awkward. We make the case based on the parental right, the liberty of parents to direct the education of their children. And uh, as long as they're in line with our view of liberty, which we believe is a God-given liberty, we're happy to, to serve them and support them and equip them in their, in their homeschooling journey.
1: Well, the home education movement has grown exponentially. A lot of factors for that, the pandemic, hardcore sex ed, CRT, you name it, mm-hmm. and kids not being educated in the core subjects. So has your work gone up exponentially? That's-
2: it it has so in the fall after the pandemic well our our membership numbers of new families joining hslda we are a membership uh, organization in august and september tripled the numbers of 2019 and so we saw immediately a rush to hslda we kind of felt the growth and then over time we started looking at surveys and speculation everyone was seeing homeschooling's really growing one anecdote the uh website in north carolina where homeschools register their their homeschools. It crashed the first day they opened it up because of all the new homeschools being registered. So we could kind of feel the growth. And then since then, we've seen surveys, even from the US Census Bureau, conducting a household pulse survey that shows that homeschooling has at least doubled. So we're looking at an estimate of probably eight to 10 million homeschool students before the pandemic, probably around two and a half million students. So it has grown exponentially
1: in all likelihood it's gonna grow more so does that present a problem?
2: So when homeschooling grows we think it's great we think homeschooling is is the most effective tool for educating children uh, it's a very effective tool and we love to see it grow it also gets the attention of policymakers. I mean it's easy to kind of ignore 3 three or 4% of the student population a little harder to ignore 10% of the student population and so it has caught the eye of, of critics it has caught the eye of policymakers and you know we're up for the fight we we are our mission is to preserve the freedom to homeschool and uh, you know we're willing to go to the mat on that every day and we've seen a little evidence of that although we've also seen evidence of legislators wanting to expand freedom for homeschoolers and we applaud and support those efforts so uh, you know we're in it for Liberty and we're we think we probably have our work cut out for us but we're excited to do the work and to advocate for for families
1: who's a typical HSLDA member
2: when we've done some surveying in the past, most of our members are motivated, they have religious motivations, they do want to pass on moral instruction to their children. Um, when we've looked at the, the demographic of our members, but we have seen that expand. We've seen expansion in the socio-economic status of our members and the, the, the racial ethnicity of our members. Uh, homeschooling is growing across all demographics and you know we're, we're excited to see it and, and excited about serving homeschooling families.
1: Now, do you guys have any plans to maybe expand your work to Christian schools, <laughs> faith-based schools?
2: Yeah, good question. So as of now, no, but we've seen a lot of innovation. We've seen homeschooling changing a bit in the wake of the pandemic. Parents are looking for educational alternatives to the traditional classroom. And that might look like learning pods. It might look like micro schools. At what point does a homeschool become a private school? Well, actually, in Illinois, homeschools are private schools. The Supreme Court of Illinois ruled back in 1950 that a school is a place where education or where learning is imparted to the young. That can be a home. And so that is the legal the legal mechanism for homeschooling in Illinois. It's actually private schooling. It's just home-based. And so we have seen just a, an expansion of homeschool support groups, homeschool co-ops, these micro schools, what are they? Are they private schools? Are they homeschools? So, our, our work is expanding in trying to provide clarity and trying to provide assist, excuse me, trying to assist families in making sure that their educational program is legal, is in compliance with the law.
1: Well, there was a time when home education was not legal in every <laughs> state. What happened?
2: Yes. Yeah, so when HSLDA started in 1983, it was not clearly legal to homeschool. I, I grew up, I'm actually a homeschool graduate, grew up in Nebraska, in Nebraska, parents were being prosecuted, criminally prosecuted for homeschooling. And if you would have asked, you know, the 50 attorney generals in 1983, is it legal to homeschool? I'm certain a majority of them would have said, no, it's probably not legal. Wasn't clearly established at all. Parents were being prosecuted. In some states like Illinois, it was legal, based, I already mentioned the court case back in the 1950s, but it was a it was a fledgling movement. Um, and HSLDA worked with state organizations like ICHE here in Illinois and other state organizations to go to the courts and fight for uh, the freedom and and most of those arguments were constitutional arguments you know based on the religious beliefs of parents who felt it would be wrong for them to send their children to public school also built upon the parental rights argument that parents have the fundamental liberty to direct the education and upbringing of their children and we went to the leg- to the legislatures and actually that's where probably more victories were won is in the legislature where we made the argument for homeschooling how it's effective how it's good for children how it's a parental liberty and then we also continue today to make the argument in the court of public opinion in the media to make the argument for homeschooling and its effectiveness so yeah 1983 it wasn't legal through the 80s and 90s it became Legal in, in all states, whereas today there's no question. If you ask the 50 state attorneys general today, all 50 of them would, would without a doubt, say that homeschooling is a legal option to educate children. So we've seen over the last several decades a change in the landscape from being essentially illegal, effectively, to being legal. I was a benefit of that myself, being homeschooled in the 1990s. I say that in the 1990s... You turned out well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Homeschooling was strange, legal, and rare, i say, in the, in the 1990s when I was yeah. growing up. People would look at me kind of cross, cross-eyed because there weren't very many homeschoolers. Today, I'm traveling, I meet somebody, they find out I was homeschooled. They always, they always know someone uh, who's homeschooling. It's becoming, and I would say has become, a mainstream alternative to traditional school attendance. How's the media treating home education? So the media has generally been... Negative towards towards homeschooling. You may recall, in the spring following the pandemic, so spring of 2020, Harvard Magazine publicized a law review article written by Professor Elizabeth Barthollet from Harvard Law School, where she proposed a presumptive ban of homeschooling. Uh, oh she my. was in, in incredibly negative towards homeschooling. Thought that homeschooling should be only allowed when approved by the government. It should be only allowed in exceptional cases we really took exception to that we wrote a series of articles in response there are now a book that's available for sale the conference was eventually canceled citing covid concerns although there was a lot of backlash that we helped helped create over this unpopular view that professor Barthollet had, had the following year harvard put on another conference it was much more balanced this one actually took place and uh, we were able to participate on a panel some of my colleagues were and it showed homeschooling as an effective educational option, as something that's growing for both in the people who are homeschooling and their motivations for homeschooling. It's expanding and has really become, uh, as I've said before, a mainstream educational alternative to traditional school attendance.
1: All right, this is Illinois Family Spotlight. We want to continue our conversation with Dan Beasley with the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. But before we take our time out, how can people become members of HSLDA?
2: Thanks. We we are membership based. We have been from the beginning when HSlda was started. We were started to meet two needs of the legal community. One was legal representation that was affordable. And you know, an affordable lawyer is pretty much an oxymoron. So we're membership based. You can go to our website at www.hslda.org and sign up. It's twelve dollars a month, the cost of next Netflix, or you can uh, you can also sign up with an annual membership, save a little bit of money, or for some of you that are homeschooling for the long haul, go for the lifetime membership. It'll be with you. You'll have that membership for your whole life.
1: All right. And what's the website?
2: www.hslda.org. That's for homeschool Legal homeschoollegaldefenseassociation.org. If you go to hslda.org, you'll see a Join Now link. You can click on that link. We'd love to have you as a member. We'd love to serve you as you homeschool your children.
1: All right. Well, we're going to take a time out continue our conversation with Dan Beasley after this.
0: The Respect for Marriage Act doesn't respect religious freedom. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Last week, more than 80 organizations, including the Colson Center, sent a letter to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The purpose was, quote, to denounce the so-called Respect for Marriage Act in the strongest possible terms. The letter outlined three problems with this legislation. First, the act would require recognition of any state definition of marriage, which would make possible options like polygamous or polyamorous or open marriages. This would sacrifice the well-being of children even further on the altar of adult happiness. Second, the act sets up religious organizations and businesses to be targeted for upholding that marriage is between a man and a woman. So religious foster agencies, social service organizations, and other organizations and businesses who contract with the government could expect to be sued third this legislation could threaten the tax exempt status of nonprofits that believe that marriage is between a man and a woman in other words the so-called Respect for Marriage Act would establish and expand the wrongly decided Obergefell ruling so if you care about religious liberty and children contact your senator today I'm John Stone Street.
1: it's an evening you don't want to miss the Illinois Family Institute's faith Family and Freedom Banquet with actors and filmmakers Sam and Kevin Sorbo. Join them Friday night October 28th at the Carlisle in Lombard. Register at IllinoisFamily.org. People are standing up and saying enough is enough.
0: I'll just say that people are looking for truth.
1: The Sorbos are outspoken Christian conservatives in liberal Hollywood. They're known for the Hercules TV series and the documentary film Leaders for Life. You need bravery. But you I'm need still to be learning
0: I'm still learning how to be bold, right? Sure, we all are. But we all need to learn how to be bold.
1: Kevin and Sam Sorbo and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. Friday night, October 28th. Register at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328. IllinoisFamily.org.
0: and well met I'm Alyssa I'm Eliana I'm Kenna and I'm Jenna we are four females who by discussing and dismantling subjects prevalent in the Western culture want to make truth self-evident once again we want to make current cultural events and worldview issues relatable to our peers and point all those listening to the gospel and what the Bible says we are available on any platform you find a podcast so please leave us a review follow us on all the social medias and please give us a listen Self evident, dedicated to speaking truths that were once self evident and doing so in love.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here, and I'm joined by Dan Beasley with the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. HSLDA, I think I got it right. That's right. And uh, we're recording this interview at the Illinois Christian Home Educators Conference at Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon, A. Dan, before the break, we talked about how home education is now legal in every state. Well, how legal is it in every state?
2: Well, every state has its own legal requirements for homeschooling. So the requirements for Illinois Going to be different from the requirements for Iowa or Indiana, different from Florida or New York. So every state has its own law. Most states do require some kind of an annual notice, uh, a notification that parents send to their local school district. Some states require an assessment. New York is probably the most heavily regulated state where they require quarterly reports throughout the school year and assessment and consistent interaction with school officials. Illinois actually is a state that embraces liberty within homeschooling, which is may be surprising to some of you in Illinois but the Illinois legal requirements are low in the sense that they respect for the freedom of parents parents have an obligation to provide kind of a, a good-faith education in certain core subject areas but they don't have to notify state officials or seek approval or send in assessments so Illinois is a state that um, really respects the liberty of parents to homeschool
1: well how did that happen in big blue liberal <laughs> Illinois where we have regulations on everything if you take a walk they tax your feet.
2: <laughs> so it started I mentioned before there was a court case and so there was, the court had ruled that a school is a place where learning is imparted to the young and that can certainly take place in the home and so you don't have to send your child to public school or even a private school a brick and mortar private school in order to comply with the state's compulsory school attendance law. And so that the court cases early on in Illinois are what kind of paved the way for the law that has then been preserved by grassroots activism, parents who are willing to fight for their liberty and organizations like ICAG who have fought for it over the years. There have been efforts to add legal requirements in Illinois and each time they are met with resistance from freedom-loving parents and organizations that stand up and say and contact their state officials and say no, we don't want government regulation. We don't want legal requirements on homeschooling. Homeschooling has grown and blossomed because parents love their children and want to provide them the best education that's available, not because of government intervention and government help. And so, parents love their liberty. And uh, the the quote that's often attributed to Thomas Jefferson, it was common in the early 1800s, is that the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. And so, we have freedom in Illinois because parents have been vigilant.
1: They've been vigilant, and home educators
2: tend to vote. <laughs> That
1: helps, right?
2: Right, voting helps, and I will say one other thing is that you know, the proof is in the pudding. And another reason why homeschooling remains free is because homeschooling works. Parents can do an excellent job teaching their children at home. The studies consistently and repeatedly show that homeschooling works. Lindsay Burke of the Heritage Foundation just did a a survey of the 38 most prominent studies on the academic achievement outcomes of homeschool students, and the results were overwhelmingly positive that homeschooling is tied to positive academic outcomes and so part of the reason is yes parents love their liberty parents vote but also parents are doing a good job teaching their children and so that helps preserve the liberty to homeschool. but Dan
1: this growth of home education the growth of now so many new Christian schools is not going to go unnoticed by the left the teachers unions which oppose home education Christian schools they're going to push back against you guys. So, how does our side push back?
2: If you want to defend liberty, do three things. Everybody can do these three things. The first is find out who your lawmaker is, who your legislator is, especially at the state level. If you don't know where to do that, you can go to the Illinois Legislators website and type in your address. You can go to our website hslda.org, click on our legislative action center, type in your address and it'll show you who your elected officials are. Find that out. A lot of people just don't don't know. Uh, so that's step one. Step two, contact them. You don't have to have something specific that you want to ask them about. You're just making a contact to start that relationship. What I suggest is using it as a civics lesson. Contact your legislator and say, hey, I'm a homeschooling parent. Would you talk to our children about the lawmaking process? Tell us what you do as a legislator. It's educational, it's great for your child. Legislators love to talk with kids. And you're building a relationship. And that's the third point build that relationship, follow up, keep in touch join organizations like HSLDA or ICAG or other family organizations that are going to stand up for the freedom, education in Illinois. And when you join those organizations, they get the word out to you and then you can reach out to that legislature. It's the most effective form of lobbying is through contact and through relationships. So if you do those three things, find out who your legislator is, contact your legislator and develop that relationship, you will be an advocate for liberty. That's the vigilance that's necessary to preserve freedom. For the next generation because Ronald Reagan told us freedom isn't passed down through the bloodstream. It's not going to be imparted to the next generation automatically. We, we've got to stand up and fight for it and preserve it. You like your freedom? Good. Saddle up and let's and let's defend it.
1: Dan, just to backtrack a little, if you don't know who your elected official is or who they are, you mentioned a couple websites. I'll mention the Illinois Family Institute. You can go to IllinoisFamily.org. Click Officials Finder, just type in Perfect. some info. Perfect. Uh, who typically seeks out the services of your organization, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association? What kind of trouble are these folks in?
2: Hmm. Well, it, it can vary. Few examples. So we, we help some families who are being investigated by social services, by child welfare investigators. Could be a neighbor who doesn't like the homeschooling or doesn't like the religious beliefs or doesn't like what the parents are teaching their children. Recently, I've heard of even allegations that are political in nature be reported to child welfare investigators who are now investigating the family. And you know, they take a one-size-fits-all approach. They show up at a family's home, and once they've got this allegation, they'll say, "Well, now we need to interview all your children and walk through your house." And you know, and and so they they don't really always tailor the investigation to the specific allegations. And so it can be very stressful for families. So that's that's one category is investigation by child welfare investigators, sometimes school officials. Uh, We heard some reports in some school districts in Illinois that were concerned about keeping tabs on where all the children were at in the wake of the pandemic. And they talked about even going, going and making home visits. I've talked with some parents in school districts where their school officials are reaching out, calling around, trying to find out, you know, what are you guys doing, what's going on? And so we'll help families navigate that those interactions with with government officials. And then other times we're helping homeschool graduates who are trying to take the next step, whether it's going to college or get a job and there's a background check. Now, I will say most homeschool gr- graduates have no problem getting into college. In fact, some of the most prestigious schools like Harvard actually seek out homeschool students. But some of them do. Sometimes it's over a misunderstanding. They're trying to navigate the bureaucracy. And so we get involved and help and advocate for homeschool graduates in those situations when they face discrimination based on the fact that their parents taught them at home. Those are a few examples of the legal issues that we work on in addition to our legislative efforts.
1: But your assistance is available, your legal assistance is available 24/7, but beyond legal assistance, there's some other services that HSLDA provides.
2: Yes. Yes, in addition to the legal services and our legislative advocacy, we actually have consultants, educational consultants. At least 13 of them now, I think we may have just hired a 14th who can help equip parents in teaching their children at home. Maybe you have questions, maybe parents have questions about learning styles, or what curriculum should I purchase, or what about my child who's a struggling learner. Our education consultants are credentialed and have homeschooled themselves, so they're experienced homeschool teachers who can come alongside of you and equip you as you teach your children at home.
1: Well, Dan, we talked about voting and being proactive, but in terms of home education freedom, Christian school freedom just how important is the 2022 election
2: Hmm. well elections have consequences I mean I think about the state of Virginia where I live and leading up to the election former governor Terry McAuliffe was eight points ahead of the challenger Glenn Youngkin until in a debate Terry McAuliffe made a comment about parents not being he said that he didn't think parents should be allowed to come and tell teachers what to teach the children Glenn Young can seized on that opportunity, and he ended up—you know—the polling swung kind of. I mean, I'm sure there were many factors, but right around that time, it swung, and he ended up stealing the election, taking it—not uh, stealing—and it, he won it outright <laughs> by over two points. And so, elections have consequences, and voting really does matter if we want to preserve our liberty. Yes, get to know your elected officials contact them, develop that relationship. But when elections come up, vote, and vote for uh, for candidates that respect your values, especially when it comes to education, because we've got a whole other generation growing up, and they're going to be educated by someone, and we want to make sure that we have the freedom to educate them in accordance with our values, in, in accordance with the parents' religious beliefs, and what they believe is best for the child, to set that child up for success. Because I know many parents take a broader view of education than just reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right? I mean, edu- it was Martin Luther King Jr. who said, intelligence plus character. That is the real purpose of education. And so, parents who are committed to focusing on training their children up in morality and character and preparing them for adulthood is, is admirable, and we want to support the freedom of those parents to do that.
1: Amen. Well, once again, if folks are interested in the work of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, they should become a member. How can they do that?
2: www.hslda.org. That's Defense homeschoollegaldefenseassociation.org. Go to our website, click on the Join Now link, and you can become a member of HSLDA. All
1: right. Thank you so much, Dan Beasley. God bless you and your work. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Please tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.